And when you get to the point where all you want to do is be successful, as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. You don't want it bad and then you want to party. You don't want it as much as you want to be cool. You, most of you don't want success as much as you want to sleep. Some of you lost sleep more than you lost success. And I'm here to tell you today, if you're going to be successful, you've got to be willing to give up sleep. Hey everybody, it's your boy King Legend, and this is King Legend Talks. You already know the vibes. I'm bringing Jacob Berger to the show, and this dude, let's just say, I'm gonna go up his resume real quick. Wild Now, Power, The Center, Mind Hunter, Pearson, Silicon Valley, In the Cut, Wonder Wheel, Telefor. The show just goes on and on when you're talking about Jacob Berger. And um, he's going to definitely let us know how he's been doing and the things he got going on in the moment. And we're going to talk about his journey in this interview. And, and, you know, it's really important if you take notes when you listen to this guy talk. So without further ado, let's get it going. It's Jacob Berger, y'all. Hey, how you doing today, brother? Welcome to King Legend Talk. Oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm doing good. Man, uh, I just got to say, I appreciate you for being here on the platform so much. Uh, you've been doing a lot. I see you be working hard, and um, I definitely had to get you on the show to talk about it. Oh, yeah. No, I, you know, I love uh, doing press and talking about my life. You know, actors are all uh, egomaniacs, so always good <laughs> to talk about myself. You got a real unique story, you know what I'm saying, to to your roots and how you began and to where you are now. Yeah. Um, some people, they just don't understand that a lot of people have regular lives and then they just make that one leap and all of yeah. a sudden it's like things start to take traction and we get to this point where people see now as overnight success. So um, yeah. what let's talk about what inspired you to get into like TV and film. Uh, well, you know, I did, uh, like, theater as a kid, and I was always kind of the class clown, so I always, like, was kind of a ham, you know, like, uh, doing that sort of stuff, but then I went to college and kind of went a serious route. I got a degree in psychology, and I got a master's degree at Columbia in social work, and I was working doing, uh, MICA counseling for a couple years, which is treating people who are, like, mentally ill and chemically addicted, uh, wow. work, like, in Harlem and such. And uh, I got laid off, and I think I just wasn't ultimately happy with what I was doing, and I was getting unemployment, and I started doing, like, the Craigslist hustle, where I was finding little jobs here and there to, you know, just figure out what my next move would be. And uh, I started emceeing kids' parties. Oh, uh, wow. Like, uh, yeah, like, so, like, a six-year-old princess party at a club in Manhattan. Like, so it'd be, like, I'm iPod DJ and hyping it up, and it paid mm -hmm. good, but it got me into, like, you know, performing again every weekend, basically, like, you know, doing that energy. And, so you, um, you gained that exposure from doing that as well, you just yeah. being out there in front of the public. Yeah, I mean, I definitely met some cool people. I did. I actually emceed some celebrity parties over the years, which was really uh, dope. Um, wow. And then uh, I did a comedy rap video called I'm a Jew mm -hmm. that, like, did really good. It was over Meek Mill, I'm a boss. So I always have a special place in my heart for Meek Mill because I kind of owe the start of my career to him uh, yes. from his creativity. So I was going to ask you about that as well. So, so let's talk about I'm a Jew for a second. Yeah. So wh wh where did that, that whole thought press come from? You know, like, 
what made you say, I'm going to get up and make this video? Uh, I don't know. It was just I'm a Boss was a song in the summer at that time. And I just, I don't know, just hanging out one day. I was just like, what if I did a remix? Like, I'm a Jew. Like, Because I always like freestyle rap. Like, rap was something. Hip-hop's mm -hmm. always been a huge part of my life. I'm from the Bronx. You know, I grew up um, in New York City. So I basically, hip-hop's been a part of my life, you know, for over 20 years, I would say. And, um, I, you know, so I was like, and I, we always did, like, for fun video. I did a couple, like, for fun videos back in college with some friends, just, like, goofing off rap videos. Then I did this one, and it got a little buzz. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe, like, this showbiz thing, like, maybe I give this a shot. And yes. uh, then I just started from there, and I decided to go all in. So were you um, still, like, um, social worker at that time? No, I was laid off at that point. Oh, okay. Um, you know, just getting unemployment. And then I decided, you know, I got my first TV role, one of those reenactment show things on Discovery ID, where, yeah. like, I was, like, a, a strip club DJ who gets seduced by a stripper and kills her husband. And I remember, like, I'm making out with the girl, and we had, like, a sex scene, and, like, I'm killing her husband. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I'll get paid to do this. Yeah, you uh, was out of the ball. You was enjoying yeah. So then I joined the union in the beginning of 2012, and, then just sort of put in all the the foundational years that I needed to, uh, you know, taking training at uh, different acting schools, doing short mm -hmm. films, student films, web series, doing the things you need to do in the first few years as a actor in order to build your resume and your reels. And, um, and then I started getting like major TV film stuff like in 2014. So like, you know, three years of hard grinding and that's when I was able to get to a point where I have an agent manager and I'm getting like, you know, opportunities for the big stuff. So it seems like to me that you actually took the, the long route and went through the process of the training and, and, and basically practicing your skills to get them to where they're at right now. It took a lot of practice. Um, well, I mean, you take what you are, part of what you are. Like, I think it's just good as an actor to have a foundation. And when you're starting out, like, you don't have a resume. So they look at your training, casting directors and other people in the exactly. industry because they want to see that you're someone who's investing in your future, that's uh, investing in your art form. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think I take a little bit of what I learned at each of those schools and classes and, um, and apply it to my acting. So what would you say um, is it about your personality that really just registers with people that makes them like you so much? <laughs> well, not everyone likes me, but, you know, I, I think it's just like, I mean, this is just true of uh, social media figures in general. It's like if you're just genuine and having fun and doing you and not faking the funk, like people mm -hmm. will gravitate towards that. Um, yeah. You know, and obviously like making the cop character, like that was like a big thing that people really uh, – gravitated towards because it was like something I hadn't ever seen before and it was I was able to create a lane through it you know and then through that lane Instagram the kind of just pushed the envelope and made everything take, take flight and go on places further um, yeah, what would you say about um the following that you gained on Instagram that really helped your career uh well I mean it, it's you know it helped I mean back I did a um fast forward you know a few years to uh Beginning of 2017, I did a parody to uh, Donald Trump, uh, to Migos Bad and Bougie as Trump, and also mm -hmm. the Soldier Boy thing as Trump. And that kind of got on World Star, and um, that kind of put me on the map as far as like, okay, now I got a few thousand followers, I got a little buzz. So then I just started reaching out to other creatives and told mm -hmm. them what I had to offer. 
you know, I approach the social media game with a sort of professionalism that I've that I learned over the years through TV and film. Mm-hmm. And it allowed for me to get really dope collaborations with people that are way above, were way above my stature at the time mm-hmm. uh, because I had something valuable to offer, uh, having the cop uniform and also just kind of being a, a, a cool white comedian <laughs> kind of works in the in the black and latino like entertainment world yeah i was gonna say you have a very diverse audience you don't just have all white yeah. audience or all black it's like mixed yeah well definitely like, i've had some videos that like went above and beyond sort of just instagram like the for the pussy challenge was obviously a huge video for me that did hundreds of millions of views like across mm-hmm. the internet and that brought like a whole swath of people um from all over the world you know before that i think most of my audience was america and then after that it like spread it around or the united states it was mostly new york that just spread around everywhere have you ever got to the point where where you take a walk outside say in at the bronx you know in your hometown and you're like man these people know me i haven't even met them has that ever happened for you yet yeah i mean all the time more in new york than la just because like you don't walk around really in la you know you drive everywhere mm-hmm. but when i was living when I was really coming up on Instagram, I was living in like midtown. I was living in, on 28th Street, like right in the heart of Manhattan. So mm-hmm. literally everywhere I went, people would stop me and like want to like chop chop it up or take a picture. And and I love that, you know. I love meeting my, yeah. my people who support me and you know making someone's day, like you know running up on me uh, and just being excited to meet me. So we all have this one person where we kind of just seen them on TV before. Uh... But it's it's that you that experience you gain from actually meeting this person in real life. Um, who was that person for you? Like for me, it was Mike Epps. I always seen him on the Friday movies and stuff like that. So when I seen him in person, I was like, "Wow, this is dope." I'm meeting Mike Epps. So for yeah. you, who was that person? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've met a lot of people both through my work in TV and film, and both through just Instagram, like. Uh, being able to connect with you know big time comedians and rappers and stuff. Um, yeah. but I'd say you know, probably some of the cooler experience like when I worked on a Woody Allen movie, I had a scene with Kate Winslet. So being able to do a scene with Kate Winslet, you know, who I grew up watching was pretty surreal and just like yeah. really dope. And uh, Joseph Sakura, when I worked on Power, like because that was a show that obviously I watched and. Um, now that was that was dope, epic. Like yeah, just being cool. in the, you know, involved with that process. Yeah, I mean, I think what was really cool about that was just that it obviously is a show that kind of like is loved by the my the my audience already. So for them to then see mm-hmm. me in this dramatic light and like, oh, he's not just some goofy Instagram. But he could be serious, real like TV film actor. I think it was a very validating moment, even though it's just one scene, but. Uh, it's yes. still good and people, you know, seeing it and everything. So, so what was it like being in that environment with those people, those different talented actors? There's a, they have a very talented cast on power. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's always surreal. I mean, you want to be professional at all times. Like, I never try and be a fanboy, but and yes. like take pictures on set and anything because you you want people to respect you and look at you as equal. Um, so. Yeah, it's, it's it's just, you know, it, it's kind of like a, sometimes when I'm on set, like I'm in my trailer, I like kind of got to like pinch myself because I'm like, wow, this is like really happening right now. Like yes. I'm working on a show that like I've watched and I'm working with an actor I've watched for literally 20 plus years and now I'm doing a scene with them and like mm-hmm. it, it's, 
you know, it, it's very, it's it's the most rewarding feeling as an actor, I would say. I believe it. And then there was a commercial you did with BET, I believe. Uh, uh, I've done a few commercials with BET. I, I did a series of them for a 50 Cent show, the 50 Central mm -hmm. thing. That was, uh, was that before? I think that might have been before Power. I got cast on Power. I, I don't recall. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, I did, I've, I've done a few things for BET over the years and stuff. Uh, it was cool. You know, 50 Cent's always been very supportive of my career. Mm -hmm. uh, he'd repost all my content I would do about power. and I know that's got to be a dope feeling because 50 Cent, you know, he's known as being like the troll of Instagram. Like, to get reposted yeah. by him is, is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. He even had me like do like a little like video for his uh, – for his cognac Branson and they, he reposted it and tagged me. He doesn't usually tag people. So mm -hmm. um, it's really dope to just be known and respected by other people in the industry. Um, yeah. You know, but I still have a long way to go. I'm only 10 years in the game. I'm 35 years old. Um, yeah. I think my best years are still ahead of me. So what advice would you give an aspiring actor on their like, first day in an audition? Like they've never been to an audition at all and they want to get involved with acting what would you say well i would person? say don't even bother auditioning if, if you've never acted before a day in your life because you have to learn that kind of thing i would mm -hmm. say you know read some books about acting invest in yourself uh realize you gotta have really thick skin you're, you're gonna hear no way more than you hear yes mm -hmm. and at the end of the day you gotta really love the craft if you don't if you don't love doing this then it's not going to last long. I have friends that have left the industry at this point, you know, who had mm -hmm. big dreams, but they just, they couldn't take the, the grinds. It's a real grind. It took me, you know, uh, seven years to get to a point where, where I'm doing okay. Finding, you know, I'm not rich, but like yeah. I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty good as an actor. I, you know, I, don't, I haven't needed a side job or like those traditional like actor, you know, bartender. Like I always did the Craigslist hustle thing. Mm. Uh, and I worked as an extra a bunch for the first few years before I moved on to obviously speaking roles and such. Um, but yeah, it's a blessing. You got, you got, so just to reiterate, you got to really love the journey. You got, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. So you got to really love the journey and the grind. I agree with that. A lot of things don't always happen the first time you knock on a door. Sometimes you got to knock on a door more than once and just try different ways and change your approach and just stay consistent. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, what happened. especially with casting, like ninety percent of what goes into that casting choice really has nothing to do with like your performance. Like, mm. there's so many other things at play. Like, that's why I was like, when I watch a show or a film, like, and I see the role of, that I read for that I didn't get, I'm like, oh, they cast someone who looks totally different than me. Like, okay, I get it. Like, it probably yeah. wasn't about my. It was. It was like they wanted this look. Or they wanted a different look for it. You know. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you on that 100%. So where do you see yourself in the next five years? Uh, hopefully just continue on. I mean, we still got to see how things shake out with COVID as far as how it's going to affect our industry. Uh, mm -hmm. But ideally, being a series regular on a TV show and just continuously working and uh, making mm -hmm. content and enjoying my life. Um, yeah. Moving on to the next phase. I, ideally, I don't want to still be doing social media, you know, in, in when I'm in yeah, my mid-40s, uh, 10 years down the road or something. So. so your ultimate goal is to be known as the film actor, the guy who is um, well-respected in the industry as far as an actor. Yeah, you know, That's just like someone who's just like uh, well-respected, well-known. I'm, I'm a, you know, a jack-of-all-trades, so to speak, you know.
Yeah. So now, just a little side question: Are you involved with any like stand-up comedy or anything like that? Nah, it's never really been my thing. Stand-up comedy. Okay. Yeah, it's and, not something that I've, that I've wanted to do. Because I saw the video with you and uh, Gary, Gary Owen. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought that was hilarious. Day we did some skits and stuff. He's a cool dude. That's yeah. what like we like. We're in that same like wheelhouse of like you know the the white guy who does content that everyone fucks with and and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that's why we did those skits. Alrighty, man. Well, look, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Um, you coming through to the show means a whole lot to everything we got. You're welcome, here, man. man. No problem. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. All right. You have a good one. Take care. Remember to follow me live on Instagram at KingLegend757. Turn on those post notifications so you don't miss a beat.